Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. My name is Kaylee Rye and I'm joined today with Jermaine Harrison, Austin Mankin, and our special guest today, Davis Lee. Guys, how are you doing today? Let's go. Fantastic. Pretty good. Awesome. We are so excited for today's episode. Davis, um, you're our student guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I'm, I'm Davis Lee. I go to HP, Highland Park, and I'm a junior. Awesome. Let's We're excited to have you. Scots. Glad to be yeah, here. Yeah, go Scots. Yes, go Scots. <laughs> so good. Well, we begin every podcast episode with a little get to know you just so one, we can enjoy one another and two, so that the audience listening can get to know us a little bit better. And so I've got a little would you rather for you guys today. Ooh. I know it's going to mm-hmm. be so First good. First one of the show. First would you rather of the podcast. So here it is. Would you rather be the best player on the worst team? So like you're the best player and your team absolutely stinks. You lose every Gosh. game okay. or the worst player on the best team. That, so wow. you're the worst player. The team always wins. Okay. <laughs> Does it depend on what sport it is? In, any sport. Any sport. Yeah. Okay. Davis, I'm going to start with you because I feel like you have a good answer. Okay. I'm going to go with the best player on the worst team because the accolades. Oh, all these, come all on. These, now. All these he has he some ulterior motives. <laughs> He's in it for the gold, baby. That's that Scotty mentality. High school good. hero. Exactly. Come on. I don't want the state championships. I want the, I want the uh, rookie of the you year. You want the scholarship. Yeah, exactly. That's the rookie of the year, exactly. the scholarship. I want to play at the next level. Mm. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm with Davis on this one in response to this would you rather. So, Kaylee, thank you for asking it. Yeah. So here's how I would explain it. I would want to be the best player on the worst team because personally, and this is not speaking for everyone in the world, I'm just like, I have my friends. I have my, you know, time that I get to hang with the people that I that I enjoy. And sports for me personally wasn't a place to build friendships. It was a place to win. So I'm trying to win. So I want to be the best player on on the worst mm, team, and mm. so I can carry the team to yeah. the chip. Let's go. Hopefully, and then still have my friends outside. Chip? You know, <laughs> whatever whatever championship it is. So I agree with Davis. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna agree with you guys because I have some credibility behind this statement because you tell I was in college the worst player on the best team, <laughs> and so I feel like I can say I can be the best player or want to be the best player on the worst team. Mm. And so uh, that's what I'd pick. I just dep- want to have a different experience. I just want to have a different experience. You know, I, I kind of average more high fives than I did baskets in college. <laughs> and so I'm trying to just just change that. Look up OU Final Four and you'll see some pics of Austin high-fiving <laughs> Buddy Heald in the background. Go. It's there. Yes. Well, guys, I know you're dying to know the female perspective on this question. I, I and I, yes. and I think it might be a little different. As, mm. Jermaine, you, as you're answering, I think I'd rather be the worst player on the best team and the thing is you know everyone wants to celebrate afterwards go out for a meal the bus ride back and i would much rather it be a positive experience and i have to get it for myself and still be a part of the good memory yeah. than it be just somber and sad and negative and you know years down the road the more than just a game years down the road i'm not gonna look back on the picture of my team mm. winning and have to justify how many hours or like minutes i put in that season like yes. they're just gonna be like she was a winner 
She's a winner. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I love to see. Awesome, y'all. We're going to go ahead and jump in and talk about the topic of friendships, specifically how to make friends. I think we can all agree that friendships are really valuable and important. Like God has wired us uh, deeply for friendships and community. And so we understand that these don't happen by accident. We have to work hard at these. And so that's why we have Davis in the podcast just to give his experience on how he's formed friendships um, as a teenager. And so we're going to hear a little bit of his perspective and get Kaylee and Jermaine's along the way. But I'd love to start with you, Davis. Just, you know, what have friendships looked like for you uh, recently? Maybe describe a time when you had to make new friends. Yeah. So I've moved twice um, in my life, once from Dallas to Austin and then once back. The first time was, you know, kind of an easy experience for me. The second time it was, it was kind of rough. Like the first, you know, 10 months a year, I, I kind of struggled in that. So I, I would walk into lunch kind of wondering who I would sit with. And so a lot of times I would just sit with the people I knew from when I used to live here and that I knew wasn't going to bring me, you know, any, any joy or any growth. And then kind of the next year, like I got plugged into Watermark and that plugged me with um, a small group and that led to seeing people in those classes um, and, and growing those relationships that are to what they are now. You'd be like some of the best friends that you have right mm-hmm. now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that that's really helpful um, to share with our audience to just like even envision like what you're saying of like, man, for that first year of coming back in seventh grade, like it was really hard. Like there were times where I was lonely, Mm -hmm. where I didn't feel like I had any friends, you know, you were coming back and maybe hoping to find some familiarity with like people that you maybe knew from when you were six or seven and it was Mm -hmm. totally different. And Mm -hmm. I think the principle or the idea um, that I, I learned from what you just said is that like building friendships take time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's okay if it's taking time, you know, for the listener right now, hanging out wherever you are, if it's taking time to build those friendship, that it's okay. Like it takes time and it takes effort. Like you were saying that you, you know, were checking out churches and started mm-hmm. going to watermark. And then, um, like through that, the Lord kind of continued to provide an avenue and an opportunity for you to, to build friendships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can be, I think it'd be really hard to, to be patient and wait for that to grow. Um, and so what would you say, maybe advice just for how do you make new friends? Like what's the challenging part about doing that? Um, I, the most challenging part, you know, in my mind is, is picking the right ones because it's super easy to, you know, find those people that you have those shallow earthly interests with, such as like sports or academics or whatever. And it's hard and it's awkward to, find those people who have that one similar interest and that is that they're on fire for the Lord, just like Mm -hmm. you are. Yeah, that's so good. I think a lot of times in our teenage years, we want to lower our standards to find that acceptance Mm -hmm. and it can be so easy. We're just looking for who's going to invite me. Where am I going to get added to group texts? Um, Who's it going to be? And a lot of times we're not looking at character. We're just looking at who, Who's that going to be? Who's going to accept me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, I think the lesson from what you're sharing there, Davis is, that you predecided the kind of friends that you wanted to have, mm-hmm. right? And I would encourage anyone ever listening to this of like, man, that is the first step to 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 making new friends is deciding the kind of people that you want to be associated with, the kind of people that you want to um, invest in and allow yourself to be invested in by. And so specifically speaking, that 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 comes to like their character. What kind of character um, do these these potential friends have? Well, how do they view the world? How do they view um, how you, you know, make it through through junior high or high school? Um, you want to spend your time with people who have proven themselves to have 
honestly, a godly, a healthy character. Proverbs 13, 20 says, um, walk with the wise and become wise, associate with fools and get into trouble. And so, man, that encouragement to pre-decide yeah. the kind of friends that you want to have is so important. Yeah. And to Kaylee's point, I think we do lower our standards. A lot of time we hear messages like this, like community is important. It's good to build friendships. And we settle for just being around people instead mm-hmm. of really being known by people. Yeah. And being known takes time, but it also takes effort on our part to go first and to be authentic. And so you have to, you know, not settle, but initiate with others. And so uh, maybe just tell us about your current friendships and mm-hmm. um, what did that look like? And, you know, how have you developed those? Yeah. So my, my current friends, you know, we, we do the normal stuff where you go hang out on, on weekends. We talk about all the things everybody else talks about. The one difference is though, is that we call each other out when we're wrong. We disciple each other. We, we care about each other. We are vulnerable with one another because authenticity deepens relationships. And so the longer you're authentic with people, the, the deeper they go. And so that's just what it is for me is my best friends are the ones that I'm community with. And that's huge for me because I'm around them a ton and they call me out whenever you know, they're, they see me doing anything wrong. So mm, that's amazing. Um, that makes me think of Davis, like, you know, in our, in our world, like we think that the, the best foundation for our friendships are like similar interests or things that we do, like whether it be sports, like you playing basketball or whatever the other similar interest is. And here's my hot take for, for the audience listening and for Ooh, us in the room, it. come on, the hot take is that similar interests are overrated. Similar interests are overrated. And here's Whoa. what I, here's I, what I mean by that. <laughs> like we, we often think, oh, well, I'm trying to build friendships with this group of people, but, you know, I'm the only one who likes sports or the whole group of people, they're really into music or art or band. And I'm just not that. And it just, it just doesn't connect. And I'm like, man, that is a, that is it's important or it's an aspect of having friendships to have some common interest, but the, the, the most important and truly only interest that you really need in common is a genuine relationship with Jesus and a commitment to, you know, building each other up because um, you can be willing to learn. You can become a, a part of someone else's world, like learn more about something they're interested in, even if that's not something that that yeah. you necessarily care about. You know, mm-hmm. all your potential friends don't have to be just like you mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so that's what I mean by that hot take of like, yeah. man, I think we can look past the hey, we're not similar and we don't have similar interests and look to, and is this a person who uh, wants to follow Jesus? And then look to how how can I learn what their interests are, even though I don't care, in, you know, honestly, and how can I um, show them and bring them into my world of things that I'm interested in? And if both parties are, are you know, willing to come to the table with that humility, I think that that that's so yeah. helpful. Yeah. And I think if you're listening and you're like, Hey, that's net, just not possible for me. I have to have people who have similar interests around me. Uh, there's a reason that God identifies his people as a body and that there should be diversity and different interests and different gifts around you to help encourage you. One of these quotes I heard recently just said, for the things we want to do, we make time, but for the things we don't want to do, we make excuses. I thought that was just really good because we make time for what 
you know, we think is important. And if we don't think friendships are important, then we're just going to make excuses like, Hey, you know, they have different interests than me. You know, I should, you know, just leave, or I should only settle for people that I'm around and we don't initiate and pursue and push past the awkward, but yeah, we just settle for, for who we're around and we don't have to, what Jermaine is saying. And so I love that question. So, you know, what advice would you have, um, maybe for the person who's stepping out and choosing to make new friends, what would you tell that person? I would just say, you know, you're, you're average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Um, and so you have to be very strategic and, and deliberate in who you choose because those people will guide you in a direction of, you know, what kind of spouse, what kind of boss, what kind of brother, you know, whatever you're going to be. And, and ultimately what kind of Christ follower you're going to be. Um, and what kind of disciple. So it's super important not just to pick the five most athletic, the five most, the five smartest, the five, you know, whatever it is. Um, it's to pick the five best people that would point you towards Christ. That's so good. Um, working with teenage girls, I often have conversations with girls who feel stuck in their friend groups or feel like they're stuck around um, ungodly community and they're feeling the weight of that and the consequences of that. And a, a thing I hear a lot is, you know, well, it's too late to change. You know, I'm like stuck with this group. Um, I just have to make the most of it. And so I would challenge you if you're listening here and you're like, I'm not in the greatest friend scenario. I'm like, my friend group isn't helping me grow in my relationship with God. Like, how do I start to make new friends? Don't buy the lie that change is bad or that it's too late to change. Um, you can, no matter where you're at, if you are a senior in high school or if you're in junior high listening to this, you can take steps to finding new friends and you're not stuck with yes. the people. Put yourself out there. I mean, that's what I was saying. That's what I was thinking of when when Davis was sharing on that last point of uh, for those listening and are wondering, hey, where do I start when I if I want to make new friends? Like, I think that that's just such a helpful thought that you've got to put yourself out there. And what I mean by that is that there's a risk with you know seeking to make new friends, right? There's a risk of rejection. There's a risk that you you're you're not connecting. There's a risk that, you know, you don't have similar interests and it's kind of tough, but it is worth the risk to put yourself out there, to put yourself in a place where you can build friendships. Like Davis was sharing, you know, like he, you know, they were looking for churches and started going to Watermark and then started going to his small group. Um, and, you know, through that notice that some of his classmates were in his small group and, and and began that process of building those relationships. But if you don't put yourself out there, if you're a person who's like, you know, sad and discouraged that you don't have any friends, but what you do every day or every opportunity you have free time is stay home and, you know, watch Netflix and make TikTok videos and do whatever else and not like putting yourself in a situation where you can build those relationships. Man, I think that that is a, a, a challenging and difficult mm -hmm. situation to be in, to be yeah. even able to make those friendships. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening, I think it's a good uh, thing to just ask yourself, like, who would you say in your life really knows you? Like, not just knows about you, but like truly knows you and knows the insecurities and the weaknesses that you have in your life. And if you don't have any one of those people, then you need to find new friends because it's never too late, as Kaylee said. And the fastest way to build friendships is through authenticity because mm -hmm. authenticity just breeds trust. And so go first, as we're saying, you know, go first, be authentic and be known by others and you can build friendships that way. So as we close, I just love to hear, you know, maybe one last piece of advice you have for a listener who's, who's maybe struggling just to find friends or feels maybe alone, um, just not being around people. I would just say that your relationship with God is first and foremost, and that is that is worth more than any relationship with a friend. And so the friends that you that you look for and that you try to find are are to 
you know, have a good time, but also to point you to the main relationship, um, which is the one with God. Yeah, and I think a lot of times we find as teenagers, a lot of worth in the size of our friend groups rather mm-hmm. than the quality of our friend groups. And as Ecclesiastes says, a, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Like we just need a solid group of people. It could be small. That'll help push us to Christ. And it doesn't matter how big it is, just how deep it is and how um, intentional it is. And so my, my encouragement as my last thing would just be find a group, not based on size, but based on the quality of friendship. That's so good. And, 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 I'm giving encouragement maybe to even myself when I was in high school. So I'm sure there's someone out there who can teenage relate, Jermaine. teenage Jermaine, who can relate to what I'm about to say. Obviously, you know, we've been sharing about like putting yourself out there and, and being being proactive and all of these different things. But what I want to share finally is that everyone can't be in your friend group, like, you know, your whole grade, your whole classroom, you know, whatever, that whole group of people can't be one large friend group that doesn't make sense obviously logistically and many other reasons but i do want to encourage our listeners to be on the lookout for people that are looking for friends and so like to use the analogy of of davis like i want to encourage the you know the five people that are you know in his community or his best friends now that years ago, you know, four years ago, whenever that was, that when Davis walked into that lunchroom for the first time, that they notice and see the new kid in school, or they notice and see the kid who's sitting by themselves, or they notice and see the kid who's really, you know, quiet or or withdrawn and be a person that says, there you are, and goes to them and invites them in. That is such a courageous thing to do as a teenager. And I think more so than courageous is a Christ-like thing to do to be on the lookout for people who are looking for friends. That's so good. Well, y'all, we know that um, being a Christian, God is not intended for us to live this life alone, live this life alone. And friendship is a way for us to experience the goodness of God in the context of community. And so there are times in our life where we have to consider, do I need to make new friends? And are the people around me truly the ones pointing me back to that main relationship, like Davis said? And so uh, just to recap, we get to pre-decide the kind of friends we want to have. And even more, we get to decide what kind of friend are we going to be? And we have to put in work to make that happen. Friendship takes time and it takes effort. So, but ultimately we know that it is good. And so Davis, thank you for being on here mm-hmm. today Let's and for go, sharing Davis. your thoughts. Guys, fun. always a pleasure being on here with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have any other things you'd like for us to talk on future podcasts, this is it for today's, but for future things, if you have questions about teenage life that you'd like for us to discuss, email students at watermark.org. Um, this was awesome. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, we'll see you. Thank you. All the best. Y'all.